Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to takesbyfans.com slash watch. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered multiple ways all righty folks it's a big old huge old sunday obviously we got week 11 today in the nfl so today is our pre-game show breaking down the last seconds ins and outs and there's a lot of big outs this week that kind of too just came about this morning lamar jackson for the ravens out out and we have that minus six. Oh no oh no do we have to change our pick a little bit we'll investigate that a little bit. Uh, also, Jared Goff is out, which probably is the best thing for the Lions, but uh, we'll see if their replacement has any buyability, bettability, believability, maybe a last second bet on the Lions. We'll see if we can endorse it. So we got to check those two quarterbacks out. The others the other ins and outs today, and uh, just kind of final thoughts, best bets, last second, all of that, but first, we have to cover the NBA, and we've got our NBA Daily 10 right now. Let's put 10 minutes on the clock. We are strict sticking strictly to the 10 minutes right here so let's quickly get that out of the way and then we will continue with our nfl talk so here we go gotta take a breath all right next 10 minutes uninterrupted basketball talk here we go 10 minutes on the clock starts right now all righty in the nba last night a lot of games on some good games let's talk about them first game up rockets at the knicks and the knicks get a nice win here winning 106 99 over the rockets a team that they should be and they did go out and beat them so very very good Kemba Walker still in the starting lineup. Nine points, three assists. Okay, still not loving it. He shot 42%. Derrick Rose off the bench, four points, four assists. He shot 25%. So both kind of guards not doing fantastic doing serviceable for this next team. Evan Fournier, 19 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds. Julius Randle, 16 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. And RJ Barrett, 11 points, 2 steals, 2 assists. Off the bench here, we had a great contribution from Alec Burks, 20 points, 5 rebounds. We'll take that. And Emmanuel quickly, baby, 13 points. And if we can get these uh, bench players, bench pieces here for the Knicks playing this consistent that we've seen over the last maybe 2-3 games here of Alex Burks and Emmanuel quickly, I mean, this is what's going to drive this Knicks team of getting deep into the playoffs. It's going to be on their bench. So we'll see if they can keep up the nice uh, production like we just saw last night. And then for the Rockets, well, Daniel Tice was in, was in the starting lineup. So we know they lost, folks. This is an easy win for the Knicks here. Daniel Tice at the 5, 2 points, 5 rebounds on 6 shots. And he was a minus 19 on the floor. The worst plus minus for this Rockets team. That's all you need to know. As long as they have Daniel Tice, they will lose games like they did last night. Alrighty, next game up here, Pelicans at the Pacers. One of the games that we took last night, Pelicans plus seven, and they lose by big time points, 111-94, and they lose to the Pacers, and that definitely grinds our gears because we don't know what the hell this Pacers team is. We don't think they're good, but here they are. This is like, what, their fifth win of the season, so congratulations to the Pacers. Sabonis led the team in scoring 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. We had Drew Holiday, a nice 17 points. We had Malcolm Brogdon, 16 points, and that was enough to get them the win. And then for the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram was playing. We knew it was a game-time decision. Thought he would go. He did go, and they still don't cover the seven. Damn you, Pelicans. Brandon Ingram, 12 points, four assists, nothing great. Shot 28%. 
Jonas Valanciunas down low, 19 points, 13 rebounds, led the team in scoring, led the team in rebounds like Valanciunas does for this Pelicans team. And I truly feel sorry for Valanciunas on this bad team overall. Unfortunate. They need Zion back. We don't know when he's coming back. So we don't know when the Pelicans can start being competitive consistently. <clears throat> so Pacers get the win, 111-94. Alrighty, our other pick from last night, Heat at uh, Wizards, and we had the Heat minus one, and they lose by three. Damn you, Heat. Damn you. Um, so the Wizards get the win here on an unfortunate loss here for the Heat team. We know they're very good, and we know we know this Wizards team was kind of top of the Eastern Conference for a nice stretch. Now back at number two in the Eastern Conference, so still an overall good team. Kyle Kuzma, once again, just an all-right performance. He had six points on five shots, 11 rebounds, one assist, a minus four on the floor, but, but, Kyle Kuzma, once again, everybody's saying he's very, very good, and I'm not saying he's very, very good. I'm not saying he's bad either. I just don't think he's kind of a number two. I think he's a solid number three three option for a team and on this kind of wizard team he is kind of the number two so I don't know how far Kyle Kuzma as kind of a number two scoring option um, how it's going to play out down the road as we start getting into the playoffs and all that but Kyle Kuzma um Wizards up three points with 12 seconds left in the game, and Kyle Kuzma goes to the free throw line with uh, about a second left to try and ice the game with two free throws. They're up three, so one free throw ices the game, but Kyle Kuzma goes to the line and misses both free throws. Now, there's only .6 seconds left on the clock, so obviously the game's kind of sealed anyway, but you never know. A last-second Hail Mary three-pointer that forces overtime, it could have been on Kuzma's shoulders of why this game went into overtime. So still not buying Kuzma 100%. We're still kind of sticking around kind of 50% buyability into Kyle Kuzma. That's kind of what we're seeing on a nightly basis out of him. Overall, an okay game by him last night. We get Bradley Beal, 21 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, K KCP, 16 points, 3 rebounds, fantastic. Spencer Dinwiddie, 16 points, 4 assists. Montrez Harrell off the bench, 13 points, 7 rebounds. And get this, a plus 17 on the floor, folks. A plus 17 in 25 minutes. The highest by far plus minus for this Wizards team. The second highest plus minus was actually Raul Neto and Corey Crispit. Uh, a plus five, but also off the bench in only 17 and 18 minutes. So Montrez Harrell truly getting it done on the floor like we know he does. So well done for the Wizards of getting the win. And then what happened with this Heat team? Tyler Hero played off the bench. 20 points, three of six from three, 50% on 16 shots from the field. Kyle Lowry, seven points. He had seven assists. Fantastic. He didn't shoot well. One of seven from three, 25% on 12 shots. Duncan Robinson, seven points, one of five from three. Classic Duncan Robinson game. Jimmy Butler, 29 points. Led the team in scoring four assists, five rebounds. Bam Adebayo, 15.6 rebounds. P.J. Tucker, 14.5 rebounds. So he he just come up a little bit short in the scoring department. Great game, great game overall. Two big dogs in the uh, Eastern Conference, and the Wizards get the win at home, 103-100. 
All right, then we get the Hornets at the Hawks. The Hawks, nice 10-point win here, winning 115-105 over the Hornets here. For the Hawks, we had Trey Young, 19 points, 9 assists, fantastic. Clint Capella, 20 points, 15 rebounds. John Collins, 15 points. Kevin Herter, 17 points. And then this bench production of Danilo Gallinari, 16 points, 6 rebounds, absolutely fantastic. And Cam Reddish, ooh, big time, 17 points, 6 rebounds. Hey, if the bench wants to step up here for the Hawks uh, like this, we're all about that, and we'll see if this is going to start to being uh, consistent production or not, but well done for the Hawks. And then for the Hornets, an unfortunate loss last night. LaMelo Ball, 15 points, 11 assists. They were riding that kind of five-game win streak. Came to an end last night. Truly unfortunate. Miles Bridges had 35 points, 10 rebounds. Gordon Hayward, 11 points. T Terry Rogier, 10 points. And then Cody Martin off the bench, 14 points, 8 rebounds. So Hornets, some nice scoring paces up there. Just unfortunately come up a little bit short. Then we get the Thunder and the Celtics in another game without Jalen Brown that they win. What the heck? What the heck? This Celtics team is better without Jalen Brown. Who who would have thought we'd ever be saying that? Ever. Uh, but Jason Tatum, 33 points, 8 rebounds. Al Horford, 10 points. Dennis Schroeder, 29 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. And that is why they're winning without Jalen Brown because Dennis Schroeder is now in the starting lineup and he's playing really gosh dang good basketball out here for the Celtics. So when Jalen Brown comes back, what do they do with Dennis Schroeder? You can't bring him back down to the bench. I think it's going to be Marcus Smart that gets kicked down to the bench if and when Jalen Brown comes back. So we'll uh, keep a close eye on the Celtics team once they get that man back. And then for the Thunder, uh, they lose. Uh, Lugan Stort, 16 points. He led the team in scoring. Shea Gillis-Alexander, 14 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds. Not enough to lead the charge. All right, then we get the Magic at the Bucks. Bucks get the win, 117-108 here. Uh, still, no. Brooke Lopez at the 5, but that's fine. Bobby Portis had a magnificent game, 24 points, 15 rebounds. Giannis, 32 points, 20 rebounds. Grayson Allen, 16 points, 4 of 11 from 3, 7 rebounds. Love it. Drew Holiday, 11 points. Pat Connaughton off the bench, 11 points. So this Bucks team getting back on track now that they're about like 90% healthy overall, looking absolutely great out there. And then they beat the Magic. They tried. They made it competitive. Um, just unfortunate. They're the Magic. Nothing great. And Cole Anthony was not on the floor last night, so definitely don't expect them to win this game. So Magic lose. We got three more in a minute 40 left. Can we get it done? Grizzlies lose to the Timberwolves. And what a Great offensive night by this Timberwolves team, putting up 138 points, winning 138 to 95. An absolute big old blowout here for the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, 23 points. Jared Vanderbilt had five points, 10, uh, 10 rebounds. That was fantastic. Carl Anthony Towns, 21 points. D'Angelo Russell, 28 points. So the big three getting it done here, like we know they do. Patrick Beverly, 11 points, four assists, five rebounds. And then off the bench, Malik Beasley with 12 points, able to get the job done. And then for the Grizzlies, just Nothing great. We had Desmond Bain lead the team in scoring. John Morant, 11 points. Jaron Jackson Jr., 12 points. That's not going to be enough to get it done. Like we saw last night, about a 40-point loss. All right, 76ers at the Blazers. Blazers get the win, 118-111 here. Still no Joel Embiid here for the 76ers. So, once again, we've got uh, – we're not really um, – weighing these losses here with the 76ers over the last kind of month, couple of weeks, um, because no Joel Embiid. But Tyrese Maxey, 28 points, 9 assists, absolutely fantastic. Why we're not worried about the 76ers team. Seth Curry, 10 points. Andre Drummond, 6 points, 4 rebounds. Tobias Harris, 28 points. Another reason why we're not worried about the 76ers team. And then Georgie Niang still at the 3 because of no Danny Green, and he had 15 points. Absolutely fantastic. So the 76ers 
76ers team is good, folks. They're just missing Joel Embiid. And then the Blazers win because Damian Lillard puts up 39 points and 7 assists. Looking real gosh dang good. Um, and that's why they win. And then the last game, 5 seconds. Jazz beat the Kings, 123-105. The Jazz, uh, Hassan Whiteside off the bench, 10 points, 10 rebounds. That's all you need to know because Hassan Whiteside is so gosh dang good off the bench. Alrighty, that is our 10 minutes in the NBA, folks. Y'all got the gist of it. That's what happened last night. But now let's shift gears to the NFL, folks, because we got an entire day of NFL football about 50, 48 minutes out here. So we've got to get cover everything and talk it down. So here we go. Let's start with who is out who is, no let's start with who is in who is expected to play today we got baker mayfield for the browns nick chubb for the browns that's going to be big time for this browns team going against the lions team that's not going to have their quarterback and we're going to talk about that in a second but baker mayfield's good to go nick chubb's good to go they're running back so hopefully this browns team can get back on track we got Rashad Bateman back, Patrick Peterson for the Vikings, and this is going to be a, a, a huge game of why we're kind of buying the Vikings back this week, having a nice uh, lockdown defender in Patrick Peterson for the cornerback position for the Vikings. We are still sticking with our Vikings plus one, and let's see. Has this line changed any? We've got to kind of, there's a lot of games we have to check the line at because of what's been going on with these ins and out here early this morning. But let's get a kind of check. I don't think we've checked the line here for the Vikings ever since it was officially announced that Patrick Peterson is back. And the kind of line has gone up a half a point. Vikings plus a point and a half. So everybody's still betting on the Packers here. That's why the line has uh, moved in favor of the Vikings here. So, um, everybody's on the Packers. We're just not seeing it. We think the Vikings have turned a corner last week, and this is different. We've seen kind of the Vikings potentially turn a corner a couple weeks ago. Remember the win? Um, I forgot who it was against, but then Kirk Cousins goes and hugs Mike Zimmer. That was the same week that Dan Campbell shattered tears because they lost a close game. Um, so, you know, the Vikings didn't really turn a corner there. That was a fa the false turn the corner, but I think what we saw last week winning on the road against the Chargers a nice 10 point lead that gets shrunken down to seven and then they uh they just run out the last five minutes of the game I think this is the true corner that they turn and we're still taking that action of Vikings plus a point and a half loving the, uh it's not the greatest value you know a point and a half here uh but just loving what we've seen from the Vikings last week they, their stats are great. They do move the ball. It's just really the turnovers. And we know this Packers defense is a good defense. But overall, the Vikings defense got better. And I think it's going to be a great division showdown. And I think the Vikings squeak out the win here. We're still taking the point, point and a half, whatever you've locked it in at. Alrighty, we get Miles Sanders back for this Eagles team, and this is going to be big time for this Eagles team, and really kind of, I mean, this is going to be a great game here. Saints-Eagles, let's see what this line at. Uh, still at now three, ever since kind of the news of Alvin Kamara broke, it went from kind of two, two and a half to three here, and this is where it's settling, uh, kind of right before kickoff. Eagles minus three, Saints plus three. Ugh, I don't know how to call this matchup. That's why we're staying away from this one. Uh, this is going to be a great game to watch. Both of these teams are kind of 
of, uh, well, the Eagles are definitely up and coming and getting better. We've been talking about this Eagles team for the last kind of four or five weeks and saying, hey, don't don't be selling this Eagles team. They've got, this is a great foundation that they're setting up here. And why is Miles Sanders being in so big for the Eagles? Well, because they run the ball really kind of evenly with how many times they pass the ball. So a really, really well-balanced offense here for the Eagles, getting their kind of main running back back in Miles Sanders. So expect this Eagles offense to kind of be at full strength and try to give uh, the Saints everything they've got going. So big, big, big uh, in with Miles Sanders. We get Dallas Goddard, also good to go there for the Eagles. Good for, uh, you know, since they don't have Zach Ertz anymore, really relying on Dallas Goddard. We got Tony Jones, good to go. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, good to go this week as well. We'll see how often the Chiefs utilize him and if the Cowboys in that walk of fame defense is ready to shut Clyde Edwards-Hilaire down. And we do kind of know a little bit that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a little bit of fumble prone. Let me see. I think he's got maybe two fumbles already this season. and He's missed a couple of games. I believe he was on IR, just got taken off of IR last night. But let me see what we got for here, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, how many times has he fumbled? Because we still know the turnovers turnovers by the Chiefs are a little bit of a concern. They've really kind of cleaned it up these last two weeks. Still had a little bit of a muff, muffed punt last week. Uh, that was an official turnover by this Chiefs team. Um, but let's see, can uh, can we expect potentially Clyde Ed Edwards-Hilaire fumbling the ball against his great Cowboys defense? So uh, he played week one, two, three, four, five, out ever since then, out ever since week five, and he has lost two fumbles already this season, folks. Fumbled twice, lost both of them, two ga five games, two fumbles. Ooh, that's not great. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, maybe still a little bit of fumble prone here and we'll see if the Cowboys walk of fame defense could take advantage Joey Bosa good to return as well this is going to be great for the Chargers going against you know kind of uh, you know older aging Big Ben so we'll see how that goes because Chase Claypool and Big Ben are good to go we know Mason Rudolph was kind of like hey I could be playing this week no you're not it's Big Ben and he's going against Joey Bosa and uh, good luck Big Ben maybe Mason Rudolph should kind of play this week so Big Ben doesn't get absolutely destroyed Alrighty, so those are all kind of the big names in this week. Now, who is out this week? Like we said, Alvin Kamara, big out for the Saints. So hopefully, hopefully, your running game's not going to be there, obviously. So hopefully, Sean Payton can stretch the field vertically by letting Trevor Simeon play loosey-goosey. Please, we're begging for Trevor Simeon to air out this ball because we know he can. So no uh, big elite running game for the Saints. Uh, Teron Armstead is good to go. Ryan Ramchek, Jeff Swain, Jeremy McNichols, Ricky Seals-Jones, Marquise Brown is out. So that's going to be uh, a big out for this Ravens team who does not have Lamar Jackson tonight either. Going to be a tough one for this um, Ravens team. Khalil Mack, we just told you he's out for the year. Akeem Hicks is out. David Bakhtiari out. Aaron Jones out. So the Packers are going to be a little banged up this week. Once again, we are liking the Vikings plus a point. 
Uh, Amari Cooper out, but we're thinking the Cowboys offense can still run smoothly without him. Uh, you know, now CeeDee Lamb is kind of the number one wide receiver, so expect him to get kind of locked down in this game. Uh, maybe not because, you know, the Chiefs defense isn't anything special. It's a solid defense. It's not as bad as everybody was kind of making it out to be during their kind of uh, a uh, little bit of a light losing stretch that they were on. Uh, but now that CeeDee Lamb becomes kind of the number one, expect hopefully said Wilson to kind of get open a little bit more, and we'll see how much they utilize Dalton Schultz now since uh, they're kind of number one wide receivers out. So we'll see how this Cowboys offense in Dak Prescott handles not having Amari Cooper at the helm. DeAndre Hopkins is out again for this Cardinals team, and Kyler Murray is also out. So we'll see how they do against the Seahawks. They're just making sure everybody's going to go. This Cardinals team is great. We know they're great offensively, defensively, when they're 100% healthy. One of the best teams in the league. Um, we just bumped them down to number two because of the loss, but at 100% strength, they're kind of definitely around the number one team in the NFL. So they've got a great stance, a great standing so far in the division. Uh, you know, still competitive for that number one seed even if they lose this week so uh, they're just trying to get everybody 100% not trying to push anything back too quick they've got their eyes on the prize of Super Bowl champion and we know you have to be healthy if you want to win that ring so they're taking it really easy here with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray want them I believe they're on the bye next week so they want kind of the two-week uh, nice little uh, rest here for those key players for this Cardinals team all right, Carson, Chris Carson is out. TJ Watt is out. Joe Hayden is out. And Minka Fitzpatrick is out. So Steelers defense lackluster. And we they get Joey Boosa back on the opposite side. So it's going to be maybe a tough day for the Steelers tonight. So those are all the big, well, we got one more here. Let's get some of uh, these actives and inactives. Rashad Bateman, good to go. James Robinson, good to go. Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, uh, I believe we've named all those. And then the outs, like we said, Alvin Kamara, Elijah Mitchell, Lamar Jackson, Allen Robinson, a big out for the Bears. Um, you know, it's good now that Lamar Jackson is out uh, for the Bears, but not having Allen Robinson, that's your number one wide receiver. And we know they haven't really been utilizing him as really much as they should not even close to how much they utilized him last season um, with freaking Mitch Trubisky at the helm. So we'll see what Matt Nagy does. And I don't even know uh, if we change our pick. We locked in Ravens minus six. Remember that line was Ravens minus four, and then it bumped up to Ravens minus six the next day. Um, and now that Lamar Jackson is out, let's see what this line is now at. The last time we checked it, it was Ravens minus six with Lamar Jackson in and now with Lamar Jackson out it is Ravens minus one woof 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 Marquise Brown out Lamar Jackson out and the line drops five big old points here so who is going to be filling in for Lamar Jackson well it's going to be Tyler Huntley so now let's see what Tyler Huntley can do I mean just because the backup quarterbacks playing doesn't mean that we should be instantly changing our picks and trying to kind of uh, supplement our pick if it's already locked in or anything uh, because we saw Colt McCoy 
get a win game one, not game number two, but game number one. And that's all we're saying right now. Game number one, first game up. No film on Tyler Huntley. Nobody knows what to expect from him. So he could still pull off the win here. Bears planning for Lamar Jackson all week off the bye. And now last second, he's not good to go. The Ravens could still win this game. So we're not officially changing our Ravens pick just quite yet. We're going to watch some tape on them, see if there's any buyability, bettability, believability in Taylor Huntley, and then we'll make our decision. Um, obviously, it's truly unfortunate that, you know, we don't have Ravens minus one. Obviously, that's better value, whichever way you slice it. Um, you know, we've got six points to swallow here. Jeez Louise, once again, you know, you live and die by the value. You know, we tell you to lock in the value whenever you can. We should have locked in minus four when we had the chance. Unfortunately, we missed it. We locked in minus six. Now it's minus one. It could change just like that. And once again, Vegas had no idea that this was happening because the line was so big. Um, it wasn't like it was Ravens minus one. We were like, well, why is it minus one? Everybody's good to go. What is going on here? Uh, so this caught Vegas off by guard. They didn't know what was going to happen here with Lamar Jackson. I don't even know if they knew Lamar Jackson was six. So well done for the Ravens of keeping this truly uh, very tight in uh, in the organization where this really wasn't leaking anywhere. Uh, so really breaking news out here that's catching everybody by surprise. No Lamar Jackson. But let's see, can we buy Tyler Huntley? Will he be the next quarterback that steps up from the backup position, elevated to the starter, and gets a win game number one? So let's take a look at what Tyler Huntley is. All right, let's go back to his college days, folks. He's only 6'1", 205, so not big, beefy, anything like that. Just a standard little small. He's kind of small, 6'1". Uh, what do we got with Lamar Jackson? I want to say Lamar Jackson is like 6'1". 6-3. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's not beefy himself, uh, but we still need a little bit of a taller quarterback. Uh, what do we got here? Lamar Jackson 6-2, so I guess not too much uh, discrepancy there. And Lamar Jackson is only 212 pounds, so Taylor Huntley is even smaller than Lamar Jackson. We know Lamar Jackson's, you know, nothing special uh, build-wise. Uh, but here we go. Tyler Huntley, four years, five years at Utah. Four years at Utah, geez. Uh, first year, 2016, only started four games, so I'm not going to learn a lot from that. Uh, only had seven attempts as well. Uh, 2017, he really got the bulk of the starts here. Started 10 games, 63% pass completion. We love that, 2,400 yards. And he had 15 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. All right, that's not a good touchdown to interception ratio, especially for a college ball. Interceptions are way too high, and touchdowns are way too low. Next year in 2018, did he get better? That's kind of all we're looking for while you're in college, getting better. Here we go, 2018, only started nine games. He had 64 percent completion percentage 1700 yards 12 touchdowns six interceptions all right he cut down on the interceptions but he also cut down on the touchdowns and the yards and all that so completion percentage got up but not that by that much 0.3 percent and overall everything wasn't that great now last year 2019 senior year 73 percent completion percentage fantastic 19 touchdowns four interceptions a lot better so at his last year he got a lot better um is he a rushing quarterback um, year uh, 2017 his second year because remember freshman year really didn't do anything uh, 2017 he had 537 rushing yards six rushing touchdowns 
2018, 304 rushing yards, four touchdowns. And then 2019, his last year, 290 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. So not truly a dual threat quarterback out here, uh, more of a pure passer. So overall, Tyler Huntley in college. Okay, let's see what he did here. We always take bowl games into big consideration. You've got so much time to prepare, neutral field. Let's see, this is kind of your Super Bowl, your playoff game. I mean, you know, the Utah, you know, not really one of the best teams in the nation. I know they're pretty solid this year, but usually they're not that good and they weren't good when Taylor Huntley was there. Uh, but here we go. Uh, bowl game against West Virginia. His first year, they get the win. Very well done. 46% completion percentage, 165 yards, no touchdown, no interceptions. That wasn't good, but you still did enough to get the win. You didn't turn over the ball, so I guess that was good. He also rushed for 57 yards and two touchdowns, so nice job there getting the win. We always love to see that. All right, 2018, they get to the bowl game again. Do they win this bowl game? Ooh, they lose this one. Once again, 46% completion percentage. Yikes. One touchdown, two interceptions, 88 yards. Oh, no. Oh, no. And we just saw a bad completion percentage in the win. So this is not a good sign so far. Hopefully, he turns it around. 2019, last year was his best year. Did they win the bowl game this year? Well, did they get it? They had two bowl games? Hang on, what is this? What is this? They get into the college football. They didn't get into the college football playoffs in 2019, did they? What is this? Oh, the conference championship. All right, so conference championship, they lose. Oh, my God, 58% completion percentage to Oregon. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. And then they get a bowl game against Texas where they lose. 65% completion percentage, 126 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. I mean, he has not stepped up at any in the bowl games or um, uh, Pac-12 championship games. So Tyler Huntley, when you know the pressure's on the line, doesn't really get it done. So that doesn't really give us a lot of great confidence with Tyler Huntley tonight. Now, he has played in the NFL a little bit. For the Ravens in 2020, uh, he played two games, only five attempts throwing. He had 60% for 15 yards on five throws. And then this season, he already has 11 attempts here, but 45% completion percentage. Once again, that low completion percentage, 39 yards, no touchdowns. So, all right. So the, the stats are not anything great, impressive, but we have some film. Here we go. His highlights from this year, and it seems like this is the preseason game. So let's watch Tyler Huntley. We saw the stats. Let's see if we're still seeing glaring issues from the completion percentage side, because that's really what we're looking for here and not having Marquise Brown who's kind of their number one option out here now Tyler Huntley's backs against the wall even more because you're gonna be working with kind of tier two wide receivers we've seen Sammy Watkins I mean he hasn't really been anything special or anything consistent now and now he's gonna be elevated a little bit so ugh, this is gonna be tough for Tyler Huntley but let's see how he's looking throwing the ball is the accuracy as bad as we were seeing in those bowl games those weren't good so here we go Let's watch Tyler Huntley play. First play up. This is from the Saints in the preseason. Just a nice little dink off. Okay. Rolling out of the pocket. We'll be able to try and check his speed a little bit here. Um, the escapability right here in the pocket was looking good. Felt the pressure. I mean, he's kind of really quick here. We didn't really see him run too much in college, but this Ravens offense is with Lamar Jackson. So, you know, he should be able to kind of run the whole offense in theory. If he can make all the throws, then yeah, he'll be 
be able to run every single play that the Ravens do, but he can kind of escape out of the pocket, buy time with his legs, utilize his legs right here. Look at that. Pressure coming right up the middle right here. Sees it, evades it perfectly, escapes out of the pocket, rolling out to the right, able to kind of catch the edge. Not as fast as Lamar Jackson, but still some real solid speed right here, especially working inside the pocket. Nice kind of athleticism and acceleration right there. Overall speed is solid still. All right, here we go. Pure passing. Nice 10-yard strike right there. Next play up here, standing tall in the pocket, now avoiding it, keeping his eyes down the field, throwing on the run, and ooh, two receivers right in the same area. Luckily, the one receiver caught it, the other one just outstretched hands of him. So overall, not a bad throw right here. Not really sure who, which receiver he was actually throwing to. One was an overthrow, one was a perfect throw, so I guess we give him credit. Alrighty. So not bad here. It's got uh, Lamar Jackson amped up, ready to go. And why Lamar Jackson's not playing, I don't know if I said it earlier, but he's sick. It's not COVID, anything like that. Just is truly uh, under the weather right here. So we hope he gets better. Uh, but that's why he's not playing a little under the weather here. The read option reads it perfectly, makes the right decision, and he goes into the end zone. Once again, Lamar Jackson hype on the sidelines. So overall here for the Ravens, the game plan is still going to go as what they're doing. Doing. It's not like you're going from Lamar Jackson to like a Mitch Trubisky where you've got no running game at all, just strictly passing. Tyler Hundley can run the ball. All right, here we go. Next preseason game against the Panthers. A nice strike right here. Confident, stood tall in the pocket right here and delivered an accurate ball for 10 yards on third and 10. I believe that picks up the first down. Let's watch this accuracy from the back angle. That's right on the money. That was perfect and that was great. Um, this game, I'm assuming it's going in order. I'm hoping it's going in order. Um, I'm going to be talking about it like these games were going in sequential order. But again, that game against the Saints, I'm assuming that's preseason game number one. He was really kind of dancing in the pocket. But here on this first throw against the Panthers, stood tall, looked fantastic, delivered a nice strike. Same thing right here. Sets his feet, isn't looking to kind of run out of the pocket. Delivers the ball pretty solidly right there. Could have been a little bit better, seemed to be a little bit high, made the receiver jump for it, but overall, it's right there, we give him credit, here we go, just a one-step drop, pass gets there, and it goes big time, that's all on the receiver right there, just a comeback route, but he delivers the ball accurately, once again, believability going up, buyability going up, once again, these receivers, oh, geez, Louise, uh, just knocked my finger, uh, but um, yeah, these receivers are kind of all um, right on top of each other, so we're not really sure who he's throwing to, but overall, he's getting the ball to these receivers, alright, next play up, another good strike right there, bingo, bingo, we'll take that. Just a nice five, seven yard strike. Here we go. Now he's escaping the pressure here. And man, oh man, look at that athleticism, folks. This nice juke to kind of cut back inside. It's quick. It makes you miss. Alrighty. I think we're going to still be locking in our Ravens minus six. I still think we're going to be endorsing that pick. Um, alrighty, what else do we get here? Let's keep watching. Couple more plays. Nice sidearm throw gets it in there. Alrighty, here we go. Next preseason game against Washington. Dumps it down. Perfect. Makes the right read here in the red zone. Escaping out of the pocket. Rolling out to the right and takes it all the way. So the Bears, you better be ready for Tyler Huntley to run on you. He can do it. Uh, haven't really seen him air out this ball. Um, this was probably his biggest strike right here. This is about 15 yards. 
It's good. It's a little inaccurate, a little behind the receiver a little bit. So, uh, but I mean, it's not even that behind. That was actually good. I apologize. That was a good throw. I think that was an extra. I think I skipped the wrong way. But either way, solid throwing right here. Here we go. Down the field. Once again, 10, 15 yards right there. Solid strike in the red zone. Play action. Rolling out to the right. Buying his time. Keeping his eyes down the field. Throwing across his body. And it was accurate. We know it's dangerous to do so, but it's accurate. So I guess we can't blame him too much and get mad at him too much. So, oh, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think we're going to get his biggest throw right here. He's going 30 yards. Oh, that was great. Oh, let him perfectly okay now we're good we are tr still sticking with ravens minus six i know we can't change our value to ravens minus one um unfortunately now that's absolutely great value and honestly i don't know if i'm crazy for this or not but what we've seen out of tyler huntley i think we're even going to endorse ravens minus six at the new value of plus 170 we got it right on the line for only minus 110 so unfortunate here but now now, your minus six is increasing to plus 170. Obviously, even better odds for you to make money. And I still think Tyler Huntley can get it done with this Ravens offense. We've seen backup quarterback step up into the starting role and get it done game one. And what we saw out of Taylor, Tyler Huntley, I believe he can do what Lamar Jackson do, does and be a game manager. Hopefully, he doesn't kind of uh, see the spotlight as too big and tries to do too much. Just focus on what you do. Be the game manager. Let your defense kind of help you out as well. And uh, uh, let uh, Mark Andrews, your safety net and safety blanket, help you out as well. So we're going to still be sticking with our Ravens minus six pick, folks. We are not going to switch. We switched last week, remember. We uh, switched out. Uh, which game was it? Which game was it? Let me see. Let me go back in my notes quickly. We ended up removing a game and taking Cowboys minus seven, which was obviously the better play. Uh, Cowboy or Steelers minus eight. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Big Ben. Uh, you know, kind of out the night before uh, the, in, uh, after we made our pick. And uh, we changed our Steelers minus eight because we were not believing in Mason Rudolph. And that game ended in a tie. And we changed it to Cowboys minus seven. But I think we are going to still be rocking with Ravens minus six. Still endorsing Tyler Huntley. We believe he can still get it done tonight, today, against the Bears. All right, but he's not the only quarterback that's out today, folks. Jared Goff is out, which is probably a good thing for this Lions team. You don't get anything with Jared Goff. We've seen him for 9, 10 games. We don't need to see him anymore. Not getting it done consistently. Not getting it done in the red zone. Not being a leader. Not doing it all. Not getting it done. What are you doing? What are you doing if you're the quarterback not getting it done? And you are disrespected, shipped away, thrown to the trash with the Rams, with Sean McVay. They, Sean McVay actively said to Jared Goff, you are not good enough for me to coach and for me to win games. You are individually, single-handedly hurting my coaching legacy. You need to go. I am sorry. You are gone and I'm bringing in somebody else. That's literally what Sean McVay said to Jared Goff without actually saying it to him by just throwing him to the dumpster and then letting him go to the Lions, the ultimate, like pouring salt on a wound. So, no Jared Goff this week. And now, who do we get? We get Tim Boyle will make his first NFL start today. Tim Boyle. do Is there any buyability in Tim Doyle? I don't think so. But let's see what this spread at, is at right now. And let's see if there's anything that we see out of Tim Doyle that endorses a bonus pick of either taking the great value. We'll see what the line ballooned up that without Jared Goff. And let's see if we can make a bonus pick 
pick here with taking the lines with the points. But let's first see how many points we're getting. And we're only getting plus 13 and a half points. I mean, with this line, I believe, started at what? Minus 11 for the Browns. And now it's only minus 13 and a half. So that speaks a lot to Jared Goff being like, yeah, he's bad. But Tim Boyle's really not that much worse than Jared Goff. So... Can we endorse Lions plus 13 and a half with Tim Boyle? Will Tim Boyle be able to move the ball better than Jared Goff? Well, let's find out. All right, here we go. Let's start in college like we did with Tyler Huntley with uh, Tim Boyle here. He went to Connecticut for three seasons, 2013, started only five games, 44% uh, completion percentage on 133 attempts. Next year, 2014, he played nine games, 52% completion percentage, absolutely not good. And he only threw one touchdown and three interceptions. G year one, he had zero touchdowns, eight interceptions, and then 2015, his junior year, he uh, started five games, 51% completion percentage, 281 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. So this is absolutely abysmal here, folks. This is absolutely abysmal quarterbacking here by Tim Boyle at Connecticut. Alrighty, and then he gets into the NFL somehow, um, was just rushing. I mean, when I look up his stats here in the NFL, they're all just rushing stats. I don't see him having any passing stats, but he's still a quarterback. So, trash in college, nothing to show so far as a pure quarterback in actual game settings out here. But we do have some film on Tim Boyle, his 2018-2019 highlights from pre season for the Green Bay Packers. What do we get out of Tim Boyle, folks? Is this man good? Because in his college at UConn, he had two touchdowns and... No, one touchdown and 13 interceptions. Does that sound like good quarterback play to you? That does it to me. But let's see if the film is better than the stats. Here we go. Tim Boyle, everybody. Uh, quarterbacking out here for the Packers in preseason. All right, first throw is just a comeback right here. It's thrown pretty good. Good strike on the ball, and it gets there for 10 yards. Picks up the first down. All right, second and five. Play action. Didn't sell it well. Didn't extend the ball, but stood in the pocket. Took a Big shot right here and released it about 15 yards, 20 yards over the middle of the field right on target. Okay, Tim Boyle. Okay, solid throwing so far. What do we got? Next play up here in the red zone. Uh, nice just, um, okay, okay, not a bad throw here to the, it gets a touchdown, he just kind of airs it out, lofts it into the end zone right here, a little under thrown the receiver, we see him coming back to the ball, reaching over the defender, so overall probably got to throw that one a little bit more out in front, but it got there for the touchdown, really seals the win with about four minutes left right there, real solid work, alrighty, Tim Boyle getting it done for the Packers in preseason. Alrighty, next throw up here. Here we go. Play action pass. Gets the ball back, and he goes deep, and oh, it's on the money. A deep ball on the money. Let's count the yards. He's going to throw this one. Well, let's get it back five more seconds here. The play action sells it a little bit better this time. Throws it from his own 40-yard line and gets it all the way down to the 15. Wow, all right, 35 plus 10 right there. That's 45 yards. Pretty clean. Um, accuracy pr right on the money. A list 
does it started a it's uh, maybe a tad is so so minuscule of a tad we're kind of nitpicking at this point under thrown but overall 45 yards solidly clean it goes for the touchdown and now just truly blowing out the titans with like four minutes left how crazy all righty what else do we get here good ball that's a good ball there by tyler boyle folks that's a good ball all right what else do we get here we go next game against the steelers this time a nice strike i mean he's looking to go deep i don't really see any dinking and dunking i know these are all highlights so they're showing the best plays i get it folks but i mean if you could do this real solid i mean jerry this is looking better than what jared goff gives you honestly so not bad all right, here we go against the Chiefs. Play action pass, standing tall, and a nice strike wide open, 25 yards down the field. Puts it right on the money. Real solid. Here we go from the one-yard line in the shotgun. One step, boom, fires it quick. Okay, okay. Tyler Boyle is playing confident as heck in the preseason. Wow, wow, kind of impressive. I'm kind of impressed what we're seeing by Tim Boyle. Here we go, play action sells it decent and it's right there in the end zone for the touchdown just an out route puts it on the money here we go against the Texans dropping back going deep and boom once again a pretty solid arm throwing this one 35 yards accurate throwing a kind of nice one-on-one -on -one ball right there to Alan Lazard okay this is looking good now this is with the Packers preseason three two seasons ago I get it now you're going to the Lions, worst receivers, worst offense. You've got Dan Campbell calling the plays. I don't think. I have viability in Tim uh, Tim Boyle as a quarterback. I have no viability in Dan Campbell as an offensive play caller. And that's really what it's going to come down to. I think Tim Boyle can be a nice game manager, but overall the Lions, they're just not going to be the team uh, schematically uh, that Tim Boyle needs out here. Uh, let's watch this one final play right here. Looks like he's going to air it out from his own 15-yard line going down, and he gets it to the 45, so not as deep as I thought, but a nice throw right here on the boundary for the first down. That's a real great throw. So Tim Boyle showing some nice, impressive things out here, but like we said, Dan Campbell now calling the plays. We just you know talked about it yesterday on the show. Anthony Lynn lost play calling duties. They're going into Cleveland, who needs a win here with Nick Chubb back, and they're at home, and this Browns defense is really good, so... I have a little buyability in Tim Boyle, the quarterback, the player, but everything surrounding the, the player with the coach and the, who's calling the plays and the weapons, there's no buyability into that. So we are going to still stick away from this Lions-Browns game. We're not going to make a bonus pick, potential backdoor cover. I think Tim Boyle uh, has the ability to potentially backdoor cover, so we're just staying away from Lions and, Brian, and Lions and Browns. Geez. Uh, but I think Tim, Bo Tim Boyle will surprise some people with how good he's looking uh, given what he has. All right, so those are all the big stories for today. We are believing in Tyler Huntley to get it done. We are still taking our Ravens minus six here. I don't know if that makes us crazy. Still taking the Ravens minus six, um, but uh, we are not taking the Lions plus 13 and a half, but we believe in Tim, po Tim Boyle. All righty, we got about 15 minutes. We got about another 5, 10 minutes on the show here. Uh, let's see what is going on in the league. 
what has been breaking in the last 45 minutes as we were live. We get Cam Newton back. Once again, we're not buying Cam Newton back. Game one, uh, he still needs to produce as a quarterback, a passing and running quarterback, and we don't know if the passing is going to be there, especially against this Washington defense. Like we said, that has gotten better the last two weeks, holding teams under 20 points. Ron Rivera knows what Cam Newton can and cannot handle. That that was his coach, folks. That was his coach, Ron Rivera. It was Ron Rivera and Cam. That was the dynasty of the Panthers that got to the Super Bowl. He knows what Cam Newton can and can't do. Matt Rule doesn't even know what Cam can and cannot do. Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, doesn't even know to the full extent what Cam can and cannot do. So we are still taking Washington plus three. I know everybody's kind of off of that. Everybody's taking the great story in swallowing the three points here for the Panthers and look at this they're taking it so much that it is now Panthers minus three and a half even better value for us taking Washington plus three now it's at plus three and a half um, but I, I I just don't buy Cam Newton. I'm not buying Cam Newton this game. And we'll see. Everybody's on him. I know it's a great story. It's a great story. I'm not saying it's not a great story, but I'm not going to be betting on the story. I see what he does. I see how he plays. We know how he plays. And he's going against Ron Rivera. That's another big thing that is truly going to play into this game. Having Ron Rivera know him on the other sideline. Alrighty, what else do we get here? Anybody else that's going to be like a last second out? I doubt it. I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, what else do we get here? Cam Newton breaking it down. Great leader as well. That's another great thing. A great story. Great leadership. Here he is exiting the tunnel. Doing a nice little flyover. Looking good. Uh, yeah, he's getting the crowd hype. It's going to be rocking and roaring in Carolina, but at some point, I mean, you've got, if you're not getting it done, the fans will turn on you. The fans will turn on you. Cam, the fans, they, they, they will turn on you. Just don't think, well, I gave them free tickets. I'm back. There's energy in the stadium now. I mean, if you come out and don't get it done and getting blown out, the fans will turn on you. They will boo you. So keep that in mind, Cam. I know it's great to be back. Great story. But uh, I don't know if I can put my money. I don't know if my money is – Yeah, the money doesn't care about the story. The money's like, you, you, you bet me on a story. You bet me on a story, <laughs> on a feeling, on a story, a feel-good story. What are you, crazy? What are you, crazy? The, your money is like, yes, thank you for betting me to Vegas because at least Vegas is smart with their money, not like you betting on a story, a feel-good story about a quarterback that hasn't played in this league this entire year. What are you, crazy? Uh, so my money, my money's on Washington with the points. Give me the points. All right, what else do we get here? Anything? It's all just Cam. Once again, Cam is taking over the social media. Vegas knows, folks. Vegas manipulates people. Vegas knows how people think and act. And they saw, oh, my goodness, you just put it minus three because on neutral field they're the same team. Yeah, that's that's good value in the eyes of the people buying into the story. And I think Vegas is kind of going to take advantage of that uh, today. And I think Vegas may be cashing out because if I had a guess, I would say all the public money is on Cam Newton. And I don't know if that's going to be the best choice, but we'll see, folks. Are we wrong? Is this going to be the first time in, t in takes by fans history that we are officially wrong? I don't know. I don't think so, but we will see. All right, what else do we get? Once again, another video of Cam running out of the tunnel. They are eating it up. I, I've got no problem. Eat it up. Eat it up. It's a great story. It's a great story. 
Alright, uh, that seems to be it, folks. Donovan Peoples-Jones is out for the Browns. Lack of another weapon out here, and we'll see if they can still get it done without OBJ trying to retool the offense a tad and, you know, losing pieces. All righty. I think that may do it for us today, folks. I think we might get out of here about five minutes early. Nothing breaking. We've talked about the big stories, the backup quarterbacks coming in. Tim Boyle, Tyler Huntley, who can get it done? We think Tyler Huntley can. All right, so we'll do one more refresh right here. A better has put 33,000 on the lines to beat the Browns today. Oh, my goodness. 33K just to win 140K on the Lions? I don't think that's a smart bet. Uh, but, I mean, if you're just betting 33K willy-nilly, I mean, you must got it. So, who are we? <laughs> who are we over here? We're not betting 33K in a game. Not yet, at least. Um, subscribe to our Patreon, $5 a month, folks, and that will be up to 33k if y'all want to see 33k every single week y'all gotta chip in to the go fund or to not the go fund me to our patreon and then we'll be doing crazy things for 33k we'll be doing some crazy things but we gotta get that money first folks we don't have 33k lying in the bank unfortunately um all righty folks that's gonna do it for us today folks um we are betting on tyler huntley still taking ravens minus six Alrighty, folks, we are back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, breaking down everything that we are going to witness today and breaking it all down so we can move on to week 12 and potentially win some money on week 12 because we're going to win money today on week 11 and going to make and uh, carry that money over that we made today on the next week as well. So join us on Takes by Fans tomorrow, live noon Eastern, to uh, hear our side. Hear our side. We're not on the public of rooting on Cam Newton or believing in Cam Newton or putting our money on Cam Newton. So if that hits, you got to come back to what else we are not buying so y'all can stay away from that. Alrighty, folks, enjoy your full day of NFL football. That's what we're going to be doing over here, folks, and we'll see you tomorrow live on the show. Be there. Be there, folks. Be there. We're out of here. Win some money. Hopefully you made some good choices, and hopefully you didn't bet Panthers minus three. Hopefully.